Life can throw a lot at you. But imagine if your life were different, better, not because of what's coming at you, but because of what's coming from you. Let's get there together. Join us and imagine yourself happy spring, summer, winter, fall, whatever season you're in. This is Lene encouraging you to hang in there. Wait a minute. It can't be all the seasons all at the same time. Whatever one you happen to be right now, you might live on the other side of the world. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there and say, Lene, what are we imagining today besides your goofiness? Yeah, which is a good season too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine yourself intentionally, introspectively savoring the variety of the seasons of life because we all come into this world as babies. We all will have ups and downs, hot and cold times. And just like the four seasons of nature, we can learn to savor the seasons of our own personal lives. What season of life are you currently in? And are you taking time or taking steps to make sure that you fully embrace, enjoy, and savor whatever season you happen to be in your life. Instead of maybe either looking back longingly at a season that's over or can't wait until this season. Exactly. Because you are very likely perfectly placed for what you're supposed to be learning and doing in that time of your life. Did you ever stop and think that we're not meant to be in an eternal state of one season in this life? So how do you do that? How do you kind of switch that thinking? The big part where you switch that is focusing on making sure that you just don't miss out on life, that you're not sitting there so worried about what used to be or what you want to be, that you miss the whole point of the variety and the differences and the interest and intrigue of what is going on now. And getting through these transitions can be kind of tough. I just went through one a couple of years ago when my son graduated from high school, and I'm sure moms and dads who have been through this can relate. It's the end of those school years, all the activities and things that go on with that. If you've gone through this, you know, if you haven't gone through this yet, you've probably heard stories that this is a tough transition. And when my son was a senior in high school, I remember talking to a friend about what had happened when she went through her son's senior year. And she said, I would sit in my car and cry like every day. Now, oh. I, I didn't go to that extent. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't that upset about it or even that emotional about it, although it was definitely a thing. And it is a thing for most parents, yeah, right? I just recently went through it. My daughter just graduated a year ago. So she just finished her first year of college. And I thought that I was going to cry every single day. How about I did not cry at all? Whoa. <laughs> even when we dropped her off to college. But I wonder if part of this episode could be about preparation. Do you ever think of people who prepare for the winter by gathering food and by getting snow boots and getting their car prepped and things like that so that when winter comes, it may not hit them as hard because they know it is coming. And the same with our kids graduating. I think that what happened was I got myself so emotionally and mentally prepared for the fact that this chick was going off to school you know? <laughs> and she was going to, um, I, you know, I prayed and believed that she would blossom and do well. And she had prepared everything physically and school wise and academically. But I got to talk to other moms. I got to sit and think on it. And I got to prepare for that season before it came. So it didn't blindside me and knock me down. Yeah. And maybe that was me, too. 
after talking to that lady and I thought, what? But maybe she didn't have anybody prepping her. So maybe that's something that we can do for people that are younger and that we can also look to people who are older. And I'm and talking to anybody about this. You can probably think of people in different ages and stages of life. You think about when you have your first child. Now, I remember you telling me stories about completely freaking out. That was rough. Uh, yeah. That was a lot of crying. <laughs> yeah, because if you're not prepared or ready or know a lot about it, or even if you read every single what to expect, you know. <laughs> All the Dr. Spock books. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's a good point, too, so that we don't kind of beat ourselves up, where even if you are prepared and you still struggle with it, that is okay, and it is temporary. So, yeah, so there's physical things, there's emotional things during all of these different ages and stages. Ages, stages, and I'm, I'm liking the things that you're saying, too, as far as with child rearing and in a career also. Careers have these ebbs and flows, and even starting in a new position feels like a springtime aspect of a, a new season. Mm -hmm. Even though spring is great and fresh and green and beautiful, it does rain an awful lot. <laughs> That's true. And rain can be good to a degree, but the same way with the new career, you're setting out and it's fresh and green and new, but there might be some little tough times there too. Getting acclimated and just getting to know people and their habits. Sometimes when you don't know how to interact in a work culture or just not that there's anything wrong with it, but you just don't know, there are those growing pains. Once you've been there, like the old veteran for yes. 10 years or something, it feels a lot different. And that's the whole point, realizing those parts about it is temporary. One day you get to be the veteran. One day you get to look back and maybe laugh or not necessarily laugh at it, but at least get that feeling that you are living a life well lived yeah. and that you're getting these experiences and that you're going through changes and that there's variety trying to savor and see the beauty and all that. Like kids getting into like your daughter just went to college yes. or I know I remember when my son started high school what a big that was a big huge deal too and you have a son that's getting ready to start yes, high school. Yeah. So that's the part the too. Freshman yeah. year. Oh, Everybody yeah. looks down on the freshman. At the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And that's another one may as well just prepare your mind that, that you right. Know, you used to rule the school maybe as an 8th grader over in middle school. But now you're in a different season, you're in a different level on the totem pole, and it might pinch you up a bit, but keeps you humble. Yeah. So many people are familiar also with, in the book of Ecclesiastes, that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And that is just something that gives me comfort personally, mm -hmm. because as humans, we so often tend to forget. We're so focused on only on the good times only on the parts where you did get there, that I just urge people to try to enjoy the aspect of getting there also mm -hmm. and realizing that it's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be hilly in some parts and smooth in other parts. And that's the way we were designed. As we go through these different phases, some of them good, some of them bad, one thing that's important is that we don't compare one phase of our life to another and expect it to be the same or expect ourselves to be the same. Reminds me a little bit about that podcast I was sharing with you from Ed Milet, yes. the business leader. Yes. He's awesome. One thing he said, never compare like your 50-year-old self with your 20-year-old self or your 40-year-old self with even your 30-year-old self. And the comparison was more, mostly in the context of health and energy, although you know we all do our best to stay healthy at any age. 
some things are just harder when you get older. And you can either embrace that and have happiness, because I remember that podcast you shared with me too about the keys to happiness. So you can embrace it and have a sense of happiness, or you can totally not embrace it and fight it and not accept it and think that I still should have this 20-year-old body at age 50 and just be disappointed every time. And while we're talking a little bit about getting older, which is something we all do, it's not just how people think of themselves getting older. It's what society tells them about themselves as they get older. And a lot of the basis for that is the almighty dollar and marketing. Yeah. People in older demographics are not as sought after as far as marketers are concerned. I've heard the argument that people who are older actually have more money to spend. And and it's really true. I mean, a lot of the boomers are older now and have a lot of extra disposable income. But the reality is the marketers still want the younger demographics buying their products. You know, they want to get people while they're younger and forming new habits. And of course, you have to market to younger generations. But I think they have kind of thrown the older generations completely under the bus. And it is wrong. And I don't think good business sense to ignore them. But they do their own research. They have their reasons for doing it. I'm not here to argue that. It just feels wrong to me. And I don't like the effects. Yeah. And I don't think it's just in advertising or for companies. I actually heard the story of a church and they needed to attract younger people. And so they have this big event and they don't want anyone over a certain age to volunteer because they don't want older people to be the face of their church. And to me, that's just going a little too far. So what does that do to people? Um, It makes you feel that you're irrelevant when you are absolutely not. And it's also like you're not using everything that you could use to benefit. So if I have an engine a battery, a motor, a muffler, and all these different things, but I decide I'm not going to use the muffler on my car, why would I do that? You know, yeah, well, Why you'd, would you not use You'd be loud <laughs> if you didn't have your muffler. I don't know right. much about cars, but exactly. I, I do think that cars without mufflers are they're, pretty they're loud. loud. They can function, but why not embrace and use the whole gamut of what yeah. you've got under your belt? So obviously, companies, churches, they have their reasons for doing things, but is there a way they can do it that's more sensitive? I don't know. And again, to incorporate all the good aspects that you do have. And maybe we should be mindful of that as well as our own human beings going through our own, you know, many of us in the business industry or in the marketing industry, take an extra second to decide that you don't want to because this is feeling like discriminatory. You know? It really is. Towards, I think age, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's... And it can go both ways. Yes, that's true. Boomers are always making fun of millennials. <laughs> Even Gen Xers make fun of millennials. Yeah. And what do they do to deserve it? I mean, they, sure, their habits are different, but... But they offer a lot of innovation that this country and this world needs at this time also. Just like if you have several kids, let's say you have four kids or whatever, you want to use all of them to make your family complete. And yeah. that's maybe the way that we need to think of this more as an eternal family. Our elder members of the society, which in many cultures and in many different time periods in this world, were highly revered. For but, their knowledge and experience. Yes. Yeah. And now we're coming to an area where we don't necessarily value our seniors as much as we should. And sometimes our young people, too, we don't value. We That's can true. be very flippant and dismissive about things that they do and think when, in many cases, I'm very proud of this 
group of young people who's coming about now, they seem to be very vocal and very poised and very considerate of the overall state of our world. People of all ages bring something to the table. Yeah. And you should not be dismissed because you're too young. You should not be dismissed because you're too old. It's almost like a cliche. Don't let age define you. But really, I mean, it's hard not to because it's always out there and in social media, too. And it, the youth culture and looking younger and being younger. But and- you're still that same person inside. Some of your viewpoints may have changed. Your experiences have definitely changed. But I love the fact that I'm still the same Lene that was in there all along mm-hmm. and will be. And that is something to really hold on to. It doesn't matter if I was a little kid running around back and I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, or if I am one day maybe the matriarch of my family, 90 years old and doing whatever I am still doing then. I'm still Lene. I'm still that same person inside who still needs to be valued and This kind of brings to mind a lot of celebrities that we have watched literally move through seasons in Mm. their life right before our eyes, whether they were child stars or singers or actresses. Do you notice how there are very different ways that different celebrities have moved through these seasons, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, sometimes holding on to the past too much, sometimes embracing the newness in the future? I was thinking because of the whole Seinfeld 30 thing about Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who played Elaine on Seinfeld, and how she was amazing and how she has been successful even as she has gotten older with Veep and some of the other projects. And she's stayed relevant, but it doesn't feel to me like she's tried to hold on to youth so much. Exactly. She's let her regular personal life and her characters evolve into Mm -hmm. different areas. And I'm not saying that all celebrities are role models, but in some cases, we can take a look at the way different people have lived their lives and draw upon that also, because I love that example. I even have one even older, even more decades that we've watched is Tina Turner. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's ageless. Yeah. Well, I just saw a beautiful special that featured her on CBS this morning CBS Sunday morning, and she's right around that 79, 80-year-old mark, mm-hmm. and she's just phenomenal. And that's that part where I still see the same Tina Turner within her that I always did. Just her life perspective is so interesting. She says that she really did have a hard life. Big chunks of her life were very hard, and she doesn't place the blame on anyone. But she is so grateful that she's at a point in her life now where she has such peace, such serenity, and she gets to wake up and enjoy her life and her freedom. And she says she's not touring anymore. And she says, people say, oh, but we're missing. She said, well, you can watch the video (laughs) (laughs) because she's over it. And she realizes that this is her time to savor this season of her life. Good for her because she was out there touring for the longest time, running around in those high heels like, you know. From a teenager until about 70 plus. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty outstanding. And these are the stories that we want to mention and sprinkle over you so that we can remember this and encourage ourselves. Because there are also, we unfortunately see some celebrities or athletes who sometimes maybe should have just hung it up gracefully and learned to savor that second chapter, that next chapter more. 
because some people try to hold on to a particular season and just squeeze the life out of it when you're meant to move to the next season and the next chapter. Yeah. Or even flipping it a little bit, what about this? Mike Tyson, I honestly thought that he was going to be one of those athletes who was going to just try to hold on to those glory days of boxing champion. But actually, and he did go through some rough parts too. He had some really tough times, but he did evolve and reframe everything. Mm. And he came out and now he has, you know, his Vegas one man show and he has the different interviews. He has his family. He seems to be in a peaceful place and act two or act three. I'm not sure which act of his life he's in now, but a different season where he's kind of embracing it when he was one of those ones I thought would have just held on till he just squeezed the life out of the boxing part. And but now then, he's reinvented himself yes. in show business. The movie The Hangover, who can, <laughs> yeah. who who can forget thought, Mike Tyson? Right? Yeah. He would have been, who yeah. popped up in there. So I love the fact that we can wake up each day and restructure everything and start anew recreate ourselves. I found this quote. It said, all the trees are losing their leaves and not one of them is worried from oh, Donald Miller. Yeah. I like that. Nobody, really the trees it. aren't worried about it. They're going to shed their leaves yeah. once again in the fall and come back in the spring and the seasons just go and they're not squeezing and trying to hold on to those leaves so they can keep that season any longer than it's meant to be. Yeah. The whole idea of this season's episode kind of popped up when I was listening to you, Sandy, oh. <laughs> on, on the breeze for the radio station and heard that song, which I've heard it before, but Landslide mm. by Fleetwood Mac. And then it was redone by the Dixie Chicks. So there's so many different things in that song that you could have focused on because she's talking about the mountains and the snow covered hills and things like that. But the thing I kept focusing on was... Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? And I've been afraid of changing. She's talking about how it made her bolder. Even children get older and she's getting older too. And I think about that for myself. I don't want it to be a situation where I get to the end, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm on the other side of whatever happens after, you know, we pass away. And I sit there and think, Lene. You could have enjoyed so many more opportunities during the journey instead of focusing on where you weren't or where you were trying to be during right. that whole time. Yeah. You and I, we always talk about we encourage betterment and goals and things like that. But I just hope that we don't get so caught up in it that we overlook how great, how developmental, how essential all of the seasons were. And that we look at our childhood, we look at our adolescence, we look at our adult years and then our senior years, and we are able to kind of shake our head at the end. And that even, you know, the goal, of course, in my opinion, is that God would say, well done, my good and faithful servant, that you lived a life pleasing and well lived. And as you get older, you can impart things on younger people. I think yes. that's one Thing. You can share your wisdom. Think about even as a child, you've talked about your grandma before. Yes. Oh, my grandma Susie. For grandma Susie, we have Sueisms. Sueisms. <laughs> can you lay one on me? Oh, yeah. I'll lay one on you. Pumpkin? 
<laughs> That's her little Is that your name? for me. <laughs> yes, for the red Can hair. Can I call you pumpkin? No, probably don't not. Just Grandma Susie. No. <laughs> and I even told her, don't say that in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but pumpkin, like the skunk said when the wind changed, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> and just little things like that. She had a million of them, but little things like that live on, right? Yeah. And she realized that her season was almost over. She said, Pumpkin, Father Time's trying to catch me. (laughs) (laughs) She embraced it. Yeah. You just kind of go with it. And he eventually caught her. Yeah. And all in good time. It's just that the wisdom of the people who go before us, we don't want to let that slip away. Don't want to miss out on it. Because we think it's irrelevant. Right. Because it's so not irrelevant. It's not. They have lived 93 successful years maneuvered through all the different changes politically and through society and economically and everything. And we're just going to think, I don't know, luck. I want to flip that script. The way that we look at others and the way that we look at ourselves. Most definitely. Another thing, though, that I do like about the way society has been going. I don't know what the term is, so I'm going to make up the term. But maybe you actually know the real name. I'm I'm kind of like your made up terms better. Oh, you you might like it better. I have experienced-based giving and living. It is a concept that honestly has become very popular lately because my own husband and lots of my friends and people that I'm seeing on social media are starting to reconsider the traditional way of gift giving. And they prefer to give, instead of a tangible gift, the gift of an experience Mm. for their loved ones to their kids or to their spouse or even a gift to their own parents or or Grandma Susie, you know, or Grandma Susie, went yeah. back, back in the day. But like they'd give a trip or a ticket to a museum or a play or a picnic or instead of giving their kids an Xbox or getting their spouse a necklace or a tie, you want a special, long-lasting way to mark and remember that season. The goal is that you're always going to look back on and remember right. that family vacation or that special outing or you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, because I don't talk to my son about, hey, remember that time I bought you those Legos? I say, no, remember when we went to Disneyland? Yes. And it's not that people didn't used to do it before. Definitely there were family vacations and gifts like that. I've just seen more of a push towards it and a push away from some of the material things that kind of get tossed and forgotten. Some of them not, you know, obviously like an engagement ring or, I mean, nothing's wrong with getting flowers for your anniversary, but I agree. I think experiences are things you treasure and you talk about, become part of your family history. Yeah. And they mark different moments and chunks and seasons in life. Absolutely. And all these types of things, I just hope we open our minds, think a little differently. Yeah. Because if we don't, Not only is it going to hold us back from enjoying what we're enjoying, but it's going to make us dread getting older. Yes. And we don't want to make life all about that. Which leads us to our takeaways. Today's takeaways. You're going to notice that they're very musically and television based, but let's just roll with it. I I like it. I like it. I like it. Kind of like the former Nike tagline, just do it. Or like... Michael Jackson said in Man in the Mirror, make that change. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or even in the song Landslide that we just talked about, not just handle the seasons of your life, embrace the seasons of your life. We really just want to flip the whole thinking, growing, developing, moving into different areas and aspects of life as a good thing. And it doesn't mean that you can't be happy 
when a particular season is finally over, you're like, whoo, that was a tough one. I'm glad that one's over. I'm happy to move to the next season. That's fine. It's just the situation where we don't want to believe that we're supposed to remain in an eternal springtime or summertime or winter or fall. We need to love and accept it all. Just embrace. So overall, imagine yourself seeing the beauty of and savoring all of the seasons of your vast, beautiful, variety-filled life. Thanks for listening. Now we'd like to hear from you. Got an idea for the show? Want to share your story or just say hello? Make sure you connect with us. You can do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again next time when we have something new to imagine. 